welcome to the Destined for Success podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and this podcast used to be called New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Many of the concepts are the same, but there's a little shift. There's a shift because I know we are all destined for success, and I want to help you find the fastest, smoothest way to reach your highest best as quickly as possible. Join me in today's episode where you're going to come up with new ways to build your skills and influence others to make the impact you desire to make. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome to Destined for Success. I'm your host, Jennifer Takagi, and I'm so excitable today. Those of you who know, I like excitable, not excited, but they all work to have Dr. Deborah Fryer on today as our special guest. And Deborah and I met in a networking group and I did a mindset audit with her and it was all around money and abundance. And we had a lot of fun together and it circled back around. I was in Boulder and she came and we played and I was like, well, you need to be on my podcast. So yay. Here she is. So Dr. Deborah Fryer, welcome to Destined for Success. So happy to be here. So I really hate reading bios and going through all that when you can tell the story better. So tell me a little bit about money mindset audit and what you do and how you bring such amazing magic to the world. Oh my gosh, that's such a big question. I hate bios too. And I'm really glad that you said that because you know, so often in the business world, we're given this kind of template, which is you're supposed to say, I help da da da, who struggle with da da da. And I have <laughs> never done that. And it has never stopped me from, you know, helping so many people overcome feelings of inadequacy or lack or overwhelm or what have you. Um, so I'm, I describe myself kind of like an electrician in that I help where people go dark around money, where they blow a fuse around money, where they short circuit around money. And you know, I'm, you probably know what I'm talking about. You're having an enrollment conversation and you have to say the investment for my high ticket offer is $20,000. But instead of that, you're like, Ooh, the investment for my high ticket offer, right? Like we totally go down the drain. I did, it. I did it last week. I did an amazing hour and a half training. And when it came to the offer, I just said, if you want to work with me, send me a DM. I don't even make the offer. Yeah. Okay. So, so we're talking about a couple of things here. So this is another way that is a super powerful way to make offers, but we can do that when we're holding the space energetically for, I know that you want to work with me. I know that, you know, you trust your divine timing, you trust your decision. And so let's do it. Send me a DM and we'll get started. That's a really different kind of offer. And you know, for somebody who's got the inner conviction, you're wired for success, right? This podcast is called Destined for Success. So I help people who know they're wired for success, but they keep self-sabotaging. They keep blowing a fuse. They keep going dark. They keep not having enrollment conversations. They keep making money, but then they're really quick to give it all away. And, and this hurts us and it hurts our confidence. So I'm kind of like, like an electrician in that I help people stay excitable to use your word all the time. I love that. So I've done some of your challenges, which are super powerful. Uh, I did the audit. 
how did you get to this place of this is what you offer? Because I think that's kind of a, an important piece of your story. Yeah, it is crazy. I call myself an accidental money mindset expert. In the beginning, I was a contrapreneur, C-O-N-T-R-A, meaning I wanted nothing to do with money. I was against money. I was anti-money. I was anti-establishment. I wanted nothing to do it. Do with it. I thought money was mean, ugly, manipulative, controlling, disgusting, repulsive. I was just like, get away from me. And because that was my vibe, get away from me, guess what money did? It got away from me. So I never had any. And I was like high and dry. I was a starving artist. And I was making movies around the globe. And I was teaching yoga. And I was super spiritual. But I was broke. And I didn't like it. <laughs> and like at one point I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt and teaching 16 yoga classes a week. And it was exhausting. And I was so stressed out. And I remember, you know, in those days I'd be going to the chiropractor and he'd say, you know, you might be like really enlightened, but your body is really not happy with you. And so fast forward, you know, after long enough being a entrepreneur, you know, I, I turned the bend and I was like, well, maybe I'd like to be in a relationship with money. Maybe it'd be fun to have money. So then I became a wantrepreneur, a W-A-N-T, a wantrepreneur where I wanted it, but I still didn't know how to be in relationship with it. It was like, all I knew was toxic, unhealthy, fearful, anxious relationship with money. And I wanted to be in a relationship with it, but I was afraid of it. Kind of like the way I feel about snakes. Like, I think they're really beautiful, but I don't want to get near them. I like to look at them if they're behind glass, but I don't want to touch them. Like, I kind of want to, but I'm scared. And so it was like that. And then, you know, because I'm a yogi, a yogini, and I'm spiritual, and I love mantra and meditation, and I love to go on retreat in beautiful places and meditate, I spent every dime I had going on spiritual meditation retreats. And so then I became a mantrapreneur. And you know, amazing stuff started happening. My yoga teacher would say, just put it right here. And she'd point to her third eye and she'd give me some, you know, breathing exercises. She'd give me a, a 40 day meditation and I would do it. And, uh, you know, I manifested $5,000 overnight. I manifested a trip to India. I manifested a film project in Peru. I manifested like crazy. And, and it was like, there's something to this. And then I finally became an entrepreneur because I started to realize it's really fun to be in a loving, harmonious, peaceful, excitable relationship with money. And that's what I now help my clients do. Now, how did I go through this portal of hating money and wanting nothing to do with it and being really judgy of it to loving it and being freely, you know, flowing with it and playing with it every single day? It happened in an unusual way, which is I thought, in order for me to have real respect in air quotes and a real paycheck in air quotes and to be a real person in air quotes, I thought I needed to go to medical school. You know, I'd been teaching yoga for 30 years. I'd been teaching meditation for 30 years and I'd studied yoga anatomy and yoga physiology. And I knew my experience and I kept feeling like a fraud. You know, I'd say, this is what's happening in your body. And I could feel it from the inside out, but it was like, how can I say this stuff? I don't have any proof. I better go to medical school. So I actually have something to back up what I'm doing. Like I needed this external evidence. So off I trotted to go to medical school. But the funny part of this story is that I have a PhD in comparative literature and I'm a yoga teacher uh, and I'm an artist. I'm very right-brained. I'm very intuitive. I'm very sensitive. I'm not left-brain analytical. And 
I thought I was going to go to medical school. And, you know, they said, fine, but you're going to have to do all these pre-medical classes first. So in my forties, I signed up with all these 20 year olds and I got a post-baccalaureate pre-medical degree. And I did all the anatomy and the physiology and the organic chemistry and the biology and the chemistry and the statistics and the psychology and all that stuff. And it was hard for me because like it was brand new wiring for this little brain. And one day in October of 2013, we had a flood in our town, Boulder, Colorado. And overnight, the room that I am now broadcasting from was underwater. And this was where I was editing my films. It's where my meditation altar is. It's where my yoga mat is. And it flooded. And we were, you know, like $50,000 in underwater, literally, because we had to strip the room to the foundation. It was gutted to the foundation, to the drywall, everything, new windows. It all went away. And a couple days later, my beloved father dropped out of a heart attack. He was reading the news and he fell off his chair and it was like a bag of stones dropped to the bottom of the river and he was gone. The next day, after losing my house or a third of our house and my dad, it was my job to go into the anatomy lab and take out the heart from a human cadaver. We happened to be dissecting the heart that day. And I thought, I can't do it. I sent a note to my boss and I said, I can't. My father just died of a massive coronary. And she said, of course, I understand. You don't have to come in. And I sat down on my meditation cushion and I just got this message. You can't not see what killed your father. You're a hundred thousand dollars in debt right now as a yoga teacher, as a filmmaker. And you know, you, you've, you've got to understand this. So I went into the anatomy lab and I dissected a heart out of a human man cadaver. The man cadaver was the same age as my dad when he died. And this man too had died of a massive coronary. And you can see it because the heart is supposed to pump in coordinated fashion. And when there's a massive coronary event, one side of the heart is full and one side is empty. And I saw in that moment, holding a human heart in my hands, that I had been running my business backwards. I'd been running my life backwards. Everything I had been doing was completely counter to the laws of nature and biology. And what I learned from the heart was it's, it's designed to expand and contract, expand and contract. What we know about the heart is it empties and it fills and it has to empty in order to fill, right? Those two things are connected. And the heart has its own nervous system. The heart has its own brain. The heart sets the rhythm of the body. The heart's really in charge. And I hadn't been living my life that way. And most entrepreneurs I know aren't living their lives that way either. They're living from the head, which is hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, don't sleep and don't eat and deprive yourself and work really hard and, you know, like hate, hate your life and never have any pleasure. And, and that's what I was doing. And I saw that I was cruising for that you know, heart attack myself, following the steps of my dad and this cadaver. And it was like the crown chakra of my head opened and the entire universe rushed in. I could see that I had been violating the laws of nature and physics and biology in my business and in my life. And that day I walked out of the anatomy lab, tears streaming down my face. And I remember looking at the aspens and in October in Colorado, the aspens turn gold and green. And it's like these Indian princesses with their bangles, you know, dangling. It's just this glittery, glittery, sparkly, excitable gorgeousness. And I remember saying to the trees, how do you do this? How do you transform so beautifully and so gracefully? And you just drop it. You just drop the leaves. And they said, watch us, we'll teach you. So I took that seriously and I took it to my meditation cushion 
And within a couple of days, what dropped into my meditation was I'm sitting in meditation. And first I saw, you know, the heart contracting and expanding like this big jellyfish that's moving the whole universe through me and me moving through it. And I'm breathing air and the air is coming into me and I'm breathing into air and I'm in the universe and the universe is in me. And then I saw every organ in the body is also giving and receiving to the universe elementally, you know, that we're moving earth through our bodies, we're moving water through our bodies, we're moving electrical impulses and ideas through our bodies. And I realized we're moving everything through our bodies, earth, water, fire, air, ether, which means we're moving everything that is through our bodies, which means all the money in the world is moving through our bodies, which means I can reach out my hand and have some, like I have to open to allowing myself to receive it, which means I have to retrain my nervous system, which takes a while so that I feel safe being around money. That's really the secret to every single money block is we don't feel safe. But, I, you know, it was like this big epiphany that everything that is, I am. So I'll stop there and let you uh, ask the next question. I know that you love this spiritual stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of, I, I can't really not talk about it, even though, um, I, well, I'm just going to talk about it. We're just going to talk about it because, you know, spiritual stuff is money stuff. Because money is spirit. There's nothing richer than spirit. Oh my gosh. I love it so much because like, I, I have a degree in French, in Spanish and a minor in English. So, you know, how did I become a really great federal employee turned entrepreneur? You know, our paths are not always straight lines. I'm just going to- And say. Reiki master. You're a Reiki master too, yeah. right? <laughs> and an Akashic Records master, right? I mean, this is the hilarious thing is that you had this box, this box, you had this job where you were in a really corporate box. And if anybody knew that you were a Reiki master and an Akashic <laughs> Records master, you know, like, who is this woman? You know, I mean, and that is the real thing. When I left the federal government, I was in housing between federal government and corporate for almost 30 years. And I wanted to do training on leadership development. And the more I tried and the more I pushed and the more I tried to make it happen, the less happened. And then I was in a mastermind group and a spiritual healer came in. I didn't even know what that was. I'd never even heard of it because I lived in a box and that wasn't in my box of toys to play with. But I fell in love with her immediately and started working with her and started this whole journey. So it's fun to be open to the possibilities. It is fun to be with other people who are open to the possibilities and the one thing I've learned in my spiritual journey and the work I do with clients is that not everybody in the spiritual world is open to other forms of energy work. And instead of being, it all works, it's whatever feels good to you, it's, uh, you didn't do that right. Have you had that? Is it just me? Like, I literally was told, oh, that work doesn't, that doesn't work for me. And I was like, Okay. I know I've had that too. I've had that too. And it always, you know, I notice myself chuckling when that kind of response comes into my inbox or I see it on the Facebook post because energy is energy. You know, energy can either be, it can be transformed, but it can't be created or destroyed. Energy is energy. And so when we say, well, this doesn't work for me, 
Okay. What's this specifically? Well, I like just to pat myself on the back for half a second. I, I've come really far in a very short period of time. I just have to say, and it's being open to those possibilities. Like what is the possibility of more money coming? I am, this is going to be aired, um, a little bit after, but in the morning I'm getting on a plane and I'm flying to Paris, France. And literally people have been, Oh, are you going like Paris? What Paris, Texas? I guess there are a lot of Paris's in the U S I only know of Paris, Texas. And I'm like, no, France. Yes. Eiffel Tower is there. Yes. I'm going there. And I've literally heard people say, I wish I could go. I can't afford it. And I really want to hear your thoughts on that. My thoughts on that are, mm -hmm. We all have X amount of dollars and we all have choices on how we spend them. This is an experience I want to have. One of my best friend's birthday is the 22nd. Another best friend is flying with me and the other one's friend is flying in from Scotland and we're going to be literally drinking champagne together at the top of the Eiffel Tower. That's an experience I'm going to invest in because it's going to be magical and mystical and amazing. And I want to do it. So when people say things to you, like I can't afford it, I don't have the money. And I'm not saying be irresponsible with money. Like we need to treat it with respect, but there's something about it that just ties my insides sides up in knots. When people say to me, when they hear of things that I do or places I go, I wish I could do that, but I can't afford it. Well, as a money coach, I hear that all the time. And I always wonder, is that the story you want to keep telling? <laughs> How long have you been telling that story? Because here's the thing. Your mind doesn't know the difference between what you call reality and what you call imagination. And your subconscious is always listening to you. So if you're broadcasting, I can't afford it. Your subconscious, because it loves you so much and because its number one priority is to protect you, your subconscious is going to make sure that you don't ever have any money because you've insisted, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. And so your subconscious is like, she seems really attached to not having any money. We better make sure that she doesn't have any money. So, you know, I've seen this show up so many different ways. You know, you mentioned earlier that. Um, you had this experience where you just kept pushing and trying harder. And the more you pushed and the harder you tried, the farther it seemed like you were getting from the thing that you wanted. And the reason for that is, is, you know, quite easily explainable in terms of energy, which one is easier for you to move through. If you just put your hands like this through the air, where there's a lot of lightness, it's quite easy to move your arms around. Right. But it's pretty hard for you to put your hand through a wall, isn't it? Because a wall unless you're, you know, Nemo from the matrix or something, but you know, if, if you could put your hand through the wall, the reason that you can't put your hand through the wall is because the wall is what we call matter. It's energy in a really dense, uh, organization, right. And in, in a dense pattern, molecular pattern, structurally, that's what matter is. It's energy where the atoms are closer and closer and closer and closer and closer together. And so when you push against matter, stuff down here in the built world, it's going to push back against you. This is the law of gravity, right? You're standing on the floor and the floor is pushing up against you. You're sitting in your chair and your chair, the gravity is pushing up against you equally. That's known as gravity that exists down here on earth. That's matter. That's the law of matter. Now, energetically matter is 
what we just said, energy atoms all, you know, gathered very, 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 very close together. As those atoms get further and further and further and further apart, now it's easy to move through, right? And so I help people change their programming, their conditioning, their wiring around money by helping them go beyond the physical reality, go beyond the body. Your body is this museum artifact of all your experience, all your, um, you know, your frustrations, your achievements, your celebrations, all of it is living in this physical thing, your body, which contains, you know, your energetic uh, map, which is your nervous system. We can go beyond the body where there's no interference and where we access the all that is. And then we can instantly shift a belief. We can instantly access the all that is, and we can walk it into the world. And if you think about the built world, what I call, you know, the reality down here on the earth plane, anything physical that you can touch, somebody has already created it right? The iPhone has already been created by somebody. The computer's already been created. The earrings have already been created. Anything that you can touch that already exists, that so many people call the reality has already been created. And what people say, well, that doesn't exist, hasn't been created yet. It does exist in pure energetic potential. So that's the path to create whatever it is that you want. Uh, you know, in terms of you going off on uh, on vacation in Paris, woohoo! You know, when you heard when you told me that, I'm like, yay! You know, you be a model of abundance. You be a model of I can do this. You be a model of I'm living a life of pleasure and I deserve it. And I made this happen. Yay! You. You know, that trip to Paris didn't exist until you created it for you. And if you're spending money that's not in the bank right now. It doesn't matter because you're going to enroll new customers. You're going to sell new products and courses and you're going to make that money. And so you don't need to have the money right this hot little second. When people say, oh, I don't have the money, they're reflecting something in the past. And I don't have the money doesn't reflect what you're going to do in the future unless you plan to not making any, any money. You know, I've had people come to me and say, oh, I really want to work with you, but I'm not planning to work. Why do you want to work with me then? Why do you want to work with me? You know, like if you're not planning to work and you're insisting you don't have any money, you know, do you have a trust fund? If you do, then great. Um, do you have investments um, and income from your investments? Great. Um, you know, those are definitely options. And uh, I just want to put in here that people who are multimillionaires have just as many money blocks as people who don't have a lot of money at their disposal. Having money is zero uh, has zero relationship to your your clarity and your conviction and your calm that you're operating uh, from a place of pure source intelligence in fact you know people who have a lot of money are just as stressed out if not more stressed out because now they have a lot and they're worried that somebody's going to take it right and so they're super protective of it and they're super defensive of it and they're kind of hustling because they got to get more and they're keeping up with the joneses and like all of that keeps you enslaved to money so whether you say, I don't have any money, or I have a whole bunch of money, but I'm afraid I'm going to lose it, or I just, you know, you know, I just closed a 10 figure deal, but I can't go on vacation now. Like all of those things just make you be a slave to money. And I'd much rather, you know, live the life that you're living, Jennifer, of hopping on a plane and going to Paris and hanging out on the Eiffel Tower with your friends celebrating. 
it's going to be amazing. So like I've worked with you and I, you know, I'll have your information. We'll have it in the show notes so people can get hold of you and work with you because you have some amazing things going on and some uh, online programs. Like I've gone through one of your online programs also. So amazing things to work with you. But for the people who are listening right now, do you have one or two things that you could suggest if they, I mean, the first thing is you have to be willing. I love the scripture in the Bible where Jesus says to the man by the whirling pool and the man's like, oh, I'm not healed because I can't get in the pool. And Jesus asked the question, do you want to be healed? And the man says, yes. And Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk. And the man was healed. And people get all caught up in the miracle of the healing. But the important part is the question, do you want to be healed? So there are a lot of people. I love this idea. I've got several newer people in my world of late that are all in. Is that the story you want to keep telling? And you reminded me of it again when you were sharing. So what are a couple of things that if somebody does want to be healed, if they are ready to do something differently, that they could start trying on their own to start those first two steps? I just love what you just said about Jesus and the whirling pool where my mind goes, the interpretation that I understand from this story is this is about the vortex of consciousness. This is about universal intelligence, Christ consciousness that is spiraling through all of us 24 seven. And we can choose to jump in and be in the stream of that or not. It's very simple. And the anatomy of money work, everything that I teach and practice myself is really about, do I want to be the healer? And if I'm seeing myself as the healer, then I am the healer who is practicing healing every day. And the result is I'm healed, right? I'm the creator creating and the result is my creations. I'm the writer and I'm writing and the result is my writings. So rather than looking at the end result, like, do you want to be healed? That's the end result. Or do you want to have money? That's the end result. Pull your lens out a little bit. Who's the one who's doing the healing? When Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk, that's an instruction for you to participate in your own rescue. That's an invitation for you to allow yourself to be a vibrational match to faith. Right? So that's beautiful. <laughs> well, you said it. I'm just reflecting back what you said in my interpretation, but I agree. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. And you know what? It is everywhere we look. It is everywhere we look. It matters not what scripture, because all the scriptures speak to the same truth. In the Guru Granth Sahib, which is a Sikh holy book, it begins, Ek Onkar Satnam, which is Ek One. There is one creator of all creation. In the Bible, it starts in the beginning, right? You know, like, I'm so, I get all like, Tohu Vevohu, which is from the Old Testament. I, I lose my words because when we're in the territory of the unnameable, it's unspeakable. It's a feeling. And so, you know, what I would encourage you to do on your own, if you want to do it on your own, is really feel the feelings of 
joy and of sacredness and, and of wonder and of awe and of faith and become the vibration of those things just like Jennifer and I are doing right now, you know, we're just like, oh my God, oh my God. Like there's just awe in the, in the house and you can feel it. That is a really close vibrational match to wealth, to true wealth, which is true creativity, which is true healing, which is the potential for everything. Uh, and I would also caution you, if you are somebody who has the mindset of, I'm gonna do it all myself, I'm gonna figure it out myself, that's the language of someone who lives from the mind. And so I want to encourage you to become aware and sensitive to how you speak. And if your predisposition is, I'm going to figure this out myself, that's a way that you're unconsciously excluding yourself from receiving support. And so just give yourself permission to receive support. There are lots and lots of, you know, videos on YouTube. I have hundreds and hundreds of free videos on YouTube and on my Facebook group. I have a free Facebook group. You can read books. Um, there are tons of free tapping script. I, you know, join my community. I, I give free stuff all the time. And I also have stuff that people can invest in if they want to go deeper. But give yourself permission to receive support. Because one of the things that is super fun about being in relationship with money is that you're allowing money to support you. You don't have to do everything on your own. It's so interesting you use the word support and we will wrap this up because I know we both have really tight schedules today. When I went to Boulder before we met in person, I got to hug your neck when you walked in the hotel. It was so exciting. I was asked, why are you coming to this ret retreat? It was Hillary DeCesar's relaunch retreat. And, you know, what do you want to get out of it? What's your intention? And I said, support. Like I don't think I asked for enough support. I don't think I have enough support and I want to open myself up to asking for and receiving support. So at the retreat, they had us all share our intention and a gal that I had known online got to meet in person. After I said support, she came up to me and she said, I will, I will hold space for you. I will be here to support you. And I was like, awesome. I came home and I was talking to my husband and I said, my bank account doesn't have quite as much as I thought it should have right now. Like, and the next day he texted me and said, I transferred money into that account. Like it just came, which, you know, a friend, I said, my mailbox is missing a brick. He came over and redid the whole top of my mailbox and rebricked it. I didn't ask him to, I just mentioned that I was going to look at having that fixed. So when you open yourself up to support to your point, it shows up. It does. What you in a myriad of ways. You. Yeah. What you're uh, seeking is seeking you. You know, like there's the law of attraction that talks about a vibrational match, but it's really true because think about an orchestra or think about if you've ever played a stringed instrument. When you play a certain string on a violin or a cello, other strings vibrate in sync with it. That's called a vibrational match. And we can all feel it. You feel it when you walk into a room and you feel chemistry, you feel a magnetic attraction to another person. That's a vibrational match. And the same is true when you walk into a room and you're just like, ooh, that person gives me the heebie-jeebies, right? That's because you're not a vibrational match. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them or you. It's that there's a, there's a dissonance, right? And many people have this with money. 
where we say we want more money. We say we want to go to Paris for a month. We say we want, you know, a six figure day or what have you. But the reality of that feels very dissonant inside our nervous systems because it's unfamiliar. And so that's really the, the power of this work is we've got to learn how to play our whole inner orchestra in harmony so that we're not so scared when we feel a dissonance inside. You know, it's quite normal to feel afraid or to feel stressed or to feel unworthy or to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm too much or, oh, I'm not enough. As you grow your business, it's quite normal to feel those things. And it's really helpful to be in a community where other people say, yep, I had that too. Or, you know, I had a launch with crickets and then I had a six-figure launch. You know, is one better than the other? No, neither one is. I mean, it's more fun to have a six-figure launch, but what if, you could be so lit and so in love no matter what, that you weren't a slave to money, that you didn't change your mood or your behavior or your attitude about yourself based on some external uh, response to you. How free would you be? Amazing. Mic drop. Thank you for being here, Deborah. I appreciate it so much. I was so excited to have you on the show. And all Deborah's information will be in the show notes so that you can start following her and stalking her like I did. It's so fun to connect with you. <laughs> and I'd I love did. to hear from anybody on your show who wants to do more of this work. Ah, thank you. I'm Jennifer Takagi with Destined for Success, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. taking your time to spend with me on this latest podcast of Destined for Success. Please take a moment to leave a review, share it with a friend, and subscribe and get the newest episodes every Monday morning. I'm Jennifer Takagi and I look forward to connecting with you soon.